What up, podcast world? Drive with Woody Fit here. If you haven't, take a gander at the website so you can take advantage of the four-week free trial of my online personal training platform. You better get on it quick because this is not going to be around forever. I'm telling you. Head over to the website, executivefitllc.com, and right there, you'll be able to click Start Now to get signed up for your four-week free trial of my online personal training platform. Other than that, take a listen in on this Q&A session I had with a buddy over text message, basically about how to tone your arms and your stomach. I got a question from a buddy of mine. Let's call him Marcus. We'll call him Marcus. So Marcus sent me a text message and this is what he said. Hey man, so I'm going to start working out again next week at the house. My wife would like to get into it as well. I'm wondering what's the best workout for her to tone her arms and flatten her stomach. So, first off, I'm going to start by saying if anybody watching this video expects to hear exercises that are going to help you target those areas to lose fat in those areas, just stop watching right now because that's not how this works. Your body will naturally deposit fat on your body where it naturally deposits the fat as you gain weight. And then as you start to lose weight from exercise and diet, your body will then take fat away in layman's terms from where it chooses to take fat away from naturally. So there's really no such thing as spot burn body fat. Now there's a study done that shows that if you wear a waist wrap, it will increase the core body temperature, which of course, if you're wearing a tight Velcro and nylon wrap and you can't sweat through it, no wonder that, you know, you're going to increase your core body temperature leading to a possibility of decreasing body fat in that area. But that's using a tool, not doing a specific exercise. Anyway, I digress. So the real answer to your question, I'm going to go over four different things here. The first is going to be deadlifts. And the reason that I say deadlifts is because it's a big compound movement. You've got so many joints working and the deadlift recruits the most muscle fibers in one exercise. So that being said, it takes a lot of energy to deadlift. Now, I recommend deadlifting fairly heavy. You don't have to do heavy singles or, you know, three sets of three. But if you're not really worried about building your strength and you want to use deadlifts to help you lose weight, overall, I would suggest deadlifting for like six sets of eight maybe, or throwing it in in a circuit, which I'll go over next. So biggest thing is deadlifts. If you can't deadlift for whatever reason, whether that be you just choose not to, or you have some lower back issue holding you back, or some other issue holding you back from being able to deadlift heavy, focus on adding in big compound movements. So what is a compound movement? A big compound movement is a movement that involves multiple joints. So a bench press would be a big compound movement because you've got movement at your elbow joint, stability at your wrist, movement at the shoulder joint, as well as stability in your legs all the way down to your feet to stabilize yourself while you're going through that motion. A shoulder press would be a big compound movement because you've got movement in the shoulder joint, elbow joint, and stabilization in the wrist. Um, a, a squat would be a big compound movement. You've got bending at the ankle, knee, 
hip, stability, upper body. So those four, deadlift, bench, squat, and overhead press, are the four biggest really compound movements. There's other movements like a clean and press or clean and jerk and other Olympic style movements. And um, like burpees are a big compound movement because you're moving the whole body. So there's really a plethora of big movements. But if we're talking about, let's say, lifting exercises that you might throw into a circuit, those are really the four biggest ones. Maybe throw in burpees there for a little bit of uh, cardio. Next thing is going to be high intensity interval training. So high intensity interval training is done by choosing X amount of exercises. I generally choose four exercises to do this. Um, you can go as many as six or seven if you really want to be frisky, but then it, it kind of gets pretty difficult. You'll spend a certain amount of time on each exercise followed by a rest period. Now, high intensity interval training can be scaled from beginner to expert. And the way it's scaled is the work to rest ratio. So think about it this way and we'll just do minutes to make it easy instead of doing 30 second intervals. If you had four exercises and you spent one minute on each exercise and then two minutes of rest, you'd have a two to one work to rest ratio, okay? Let's say you did four exercises, you spent 30 seconds on each exercise and you rested for a minute. You'd have a two to one work to rest ratio. I think that's exactly the same thing as I just said, but you get the point. So you can scale high intensity interval training based on your level of fitness where you're starting and then scale it up as you progress. So a beginner work to rest ratio might look like one to two. So you spend one minute doing the exercises, 15 seconds on four exercises, and then you rest for two minutes. That's really going to be for somebody who's just getting into it, really doesn't have any foundation um, of fitness in their life, present or past. Then a intermediate high intensity interval training might look like a one to one, you know, equal work to rest ratio. And then an expert um, high intensity interval training might look like uh, two or three parts work to one part rest. So play with this with the times spent on each exercise. Generally with high intensity interval training, you would do big compound movements and or body weight exercises. The next thing is going to be a little thing called Tabata. So the thing with Tabata is that you have to work at 100% intensity. You do 20 seconds on at 100%, 10 seconds off. And for each exercise, you go through eight rounds. So if I were to do air squats, just regular body weight squats like that, I would do 20 seconds as fast and as intense as I can make it, followed by 10 seconds of rest. That's one round, and you do eight rounds of that exercise. Choose four different exercises, and you have a solid 15 or 16 minute workout where you're going to be completely done by the end of it. I promise. Try it. The thing with Tabata is you pretty much don't use any weights with any of the exercises. If you do use weights, they're going to be fairly light because it's going to be kind of hard if you were to do like, you know, 60% on the bench press, 60% of your one rep max on bench press, as many reps as you can in 20 seconds, followed by 10 seconds rest eight times over is going to be fairly difficult. I don't even know if anybody's tried it. Maybe I'll try that and see how it works. Keep an eye out for a follow-up video on that. The last thing that I want to talk about is going to be circuit training. So circuit training is done with multiple exercises grouped into a circuit where you do X amount of reps on each exercise 
followed by a rest period. This is kind of like high-intensity interval training, but you're using weights. And the reason that you might do this over high-intensity interval training is so that you can put more metabolic stress and more uh, muscular stress on the body to kind of force your body to use more energy and burn more calories in a workout session. High-intensity interval training with bodyweight exercises, because you're not using any resistance, i.e. weights, you're not necessarily going to burn more calories than you would if you were to do circuit training with fairly heavy weights, keeping your rep range on each exercise between 8 to 12 reps. Now, I'm not comparing the two. I'm not saying one's better than the other. They're both unique and they're both solid tools to use to help lose weight and increase overall fitness as well as increase uh, muscle mass, but they do differ. Lastly, um, I'm going to link in the comments or the description, wherever this video is posted, look underneath it, I guess, and you'll see a link to my 16-minute workout show notes. So I did a podcast called the 16-minute workout to get you absolutely shredded or something like that. Uh, I'll post the link to the show notes um, underneath the video. So you can go ahead and read through that. kind of goes over a little bit of what I just did. So you can kind of see it on your screen instead of just hearing it. I'll also link to the bodybuilding style fat loss workout. Uh, it's a workout video that I posted with a description with a PDF download that you can get and do it and track along. And you can use that concept to create other workouts for other parts of the body like chest and back, legs and abs and whatnot. And then finally, I'm going to link to two other workout videos following a special protocol called the 50% reps protocol, a back and bicep and a chest and tricep workout that I workout video that I created. Same thing. Uh, you get a PDF download as well as a video and the description of how to do it. So go ahead. If you're interested, head over to those. Go click those links right now. Go check them out. See what they're about. Put them in your favorites. Save them to your phone. I don't care. Put them on your home screen. That'll be awesome. I'm Nate from Executive Fit, and this was a little short Q&A session. I hope you have a great weekend.